Hello Terry, how are you doing? And you're very welcome to this, the first episode of UCB Fans uh, Podcast. And just like to welcome the listeners to this first uh, this first podcast. And of course, Terry is one of the coaches of one of the youth teams. So um, yes, uh, Terry, welcome to the uh, welcome to this podcast. So um, thanks for having me on, Ed. No problem at all. I suppose it's you know last last season and this season have been. Two strange seasons, as in, like both coaches and players have had to uh, face a lot of difficulties, both for preparation for the season and during the season as regards training and matches. Um, you know, I suppose th- this preseason now for yourselves would w- wouldn't have been any easier. And uh, what are your thoughts on your, your preparations so far, given the fact that you know the new season is nearly upon you? Uh, it's very difficult, obviously, Aiden. Um, all we ha- all we can do at the moment is prepare, but I think th- there is that danger of of over kind of over preparing. Um, you, you know, you because we've we've got extended a couple of times. You know, you're preparing for a date and it gets extended, and you know, it, it's it's. I think it's more probably more difficult with kids because you know they're so looking forward to getting back training and. You know, obviously, we're we're the same as most clubs, or as all clubs, I'm sure, around around the country, where we're we're doing a lot of Zoom classes, and you know, we're doing a lot of other activities that that don't include being out on the pitch, and it's just it's it's difficult because we still don't have a we still don't have a, a finalised date for getting back playing, um. So all we have time at the minute to do is plan. Now it's been great for us as coaches because obviously we've been able to we've been able to put you know, taught a lot of thought into what we're going to do. And obviously, we have our pre-season put together. We're just waiting to do it now. And, and please, God, I know the, the league, the senior league is starting back this week. And uh, hopefully, we'll, we'll follow back soon after. That's it. And I suppose, um, just, just to make the, uh, just to let the listeners know, well, uh, UCD fans will be aware of this already. But uh, you have a partnership in place with Mount Marion as well, uh, they're just down the road for me. Could you tell us a bit more about that and uh, how you find that? That that would be a great source of uh, players, I suppose, for for regular trials um, to give those those players a chance because there is a lot of there would be a lot of talent around around that area of Dublin, wouldn't there? Definitely. Um, I mean, I, I'm I'm only at UCD since um, since July, so you know, and since I've come in, we haven't. We haven't obviously we haven't played or, or trained a huge amount, and um, we had a couple of training sessions towards the the tail end of twenty twenty, and but since then there hasn't been much going on. And in terms of the link up with Mount Merion, um, yeah, it's great. Obviously, you know, geographically there's you know there's a sense of community there, and um, we've we've a couple we've a couple of lads there at the minute that have come in through uh, through Mount Merion and. You know, it's 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 great. I think it's it's great for both. It's obviously great for for the the, the national league clubs in our case with, with UCD. You know that we have a we have a conveyor belt of talent coming through, and it's it's the same for other clubs. I'm, I'm sure you know Bowes and, and and Kevin's have a strong link up, and, and Bray with with St Joseph's boys, and you know there's others there's others around the place, and it's I I think it's the way forward. I think schoolboy clubs, you know, once. Once it's once it's kind of clear from the start, you know, in terms of what club, what's what's in it for both clubs, or you know, I think it, I think it's a good thing. 
Um, I was at Cherry I spent a lot of time at Cherry Orchard I played there as a as a schoolboy and you know we had a, a link up with, with St. Pat's when we were there and um, yeah it's, for UCD it's, it's, it's great because as I said as you said there's a there's a lot of talent around the area um, there's a lot of good players coming through UCD or uh, at Mount Merion since I've been there I've done a couple of sessions with the 08s there's some talented kids there so yeah it's, it's, it's good for both sides we're obviously you know, going in and doing sessions um, with Mount Mary and players are coming in and training. So I, th- I think it's a really good link up. It's, it's, it's a win-win for both clubs. That's it. And of course, colleges and schools um, also have a huge, also have a huge contribution to make to the UCD squads at various levels as well. So could you give us an outline, an outline of the schools and colleges where, where you'd be drawn from your, you know, where you'd be getting talented at, you know, for, from the schools as well, because, there's a very good school structure as well, uh, you know, as regards colleges and like where players go to school and things like that. Yeah, no, definitely. It's as I said, I haven't been there long, and and the time that I have been been here at the club, of obviously, I've totally totally enjoyed it. And in terms from from a school perspective, I know UCD and, and Mount Mary, and they they you know they they play out and train out of a couple of different places, and and they what they do is on a Sunday morning they're down in Saint Benilda's College. Um, you know, doing doing the academy down there. So obviously, there's that link to education, and you know, education is it's massive. You know, it's absolutely massive. Our, our director of football, Willie Boland, um, you know, when when we're looking at players, and you know, when we're we're talking about possibility of signing players, you know, there, the education does come into it. Um, it does come into it. Obviously, with, with UCD being it. A college, there's, there's, there is an emphasis put on education, and, and I think rightly so. Um, and just touching on the education thing, you know, I don't want to, to, to go down the, the path of, you know, what's going on in the world at the minute. But it's really difficult for kids. And um, we've had a couple of calls with parents over the last last week or two, one on one Zoom calls, and there's kids struggling. Like you know, one kid said to me last week that the only two things he has is football and school, and at the minute. Both of them are gone now. I know most kids are getting back to school now, thank God. But, you know, it must be really, really, really difficult for, for kids at that age, like I'm with the 14s, and it must be really difficult for kids at that age to not have football or school to go to. Um, so, yeah, the edu- just touching on the education side of things, I think it's really important that that we try to get the kids back playing as quick as possible. There's There's been a couple of clubs, you know, Crumlin and... And uh, Lewis Alan Bourne down at, at Lewis Celtic and David Moore to the chairman have been making a lot of noise about getting the kids back playing. And I really, really think it's you know it's time it's time they did get back playing because education is our education and football it's, it it goes hand in hand. It, it, that's that's my opinion. That's it because uh, when you consider the you know the I suppose you, you know mentally it, it's very hard on on players of any level, but especially for school. I mean. Or especially for kids uh, of that age, you know, underage um, players, it, it it's kind of a release both both schools and uh, both, both going to school and also playing club level, whatever level that is, uh, for a club, be it UCD or a local club, it, it is kind of a release from the everyday grind, really. You know, due that's caused by COVID. Yeah. Um. You know that they're at home the whole time; they can't go anywhere really. And that, that's the kind of thing that that's the route that we say school school and football offers them. You know, they can go to school or they can go to 
training for their clubs or they can go to school and they meet meet, meet their friends. There isn't got there that's not there at the moment. So uh, you know that's that's vital mentally. But I suppose really it's um you know ho- hopefully coming up you know in the in the coming months it, it'll be uh you know it, it will uh, come to it'll come to pass and and the kids will be able to go back to school and they'll be able to start playing for UCD as well. Please God, uh, which will be vital. Yeah, now look, it's it's everything. It's everything. Like when you say it's a, it's a release. It's it's everything. You know, when well, I I think back to when I was thirteen and I just didn't have the I just didn't have the talent as a footballer. But you know, I think any thirteen year old that plays football, especially at, at like not just at a good level, uh, any thirteen year old kid that plays, if you gave them the choice of what they wanted to be when they get older, they probably want to be a footballer and. That's just been swiped from them, you know. That's just been look. It's nobody's fault, but that's that's just been taken from them. And as I said, it's very difficult. I find anyway as a coach and as a person. Um, I've I've three kids of my own, and you know it's it's difficult. And you know when a kid tells you that the only two things like you know, I get up out of bed to go to school, I go into school, and I look forward to training. Then you know, and when those two things have been taken away, it's it's difficult to hear that as a coach and. You know, as I said, we're doing like we've we've a, a mobility class this evening with the, with the lads. Um, there's a strength and conditioning call with them, but they're doing it in their homes, on their own. It's it's very very difficult. So, yeah. um, I think the the restrictions are, are due to be reviewed on the fifth of April, from what I'm hearing. And um, you know, hopefully hopefully they do get lifted and and, and the boys can get back playing. And it's important as well, as I said, it's. It's important as well as coaches that we can get out on the pitch with them because, you know, there's there's only so much you can. You know, I think I think the kids and I'm probably speaking for most kids. The kids are probably getting fed up with Zoom at this stage. They've been doing it for the best part of twelve months now. So, I think it's a uh, it's really important, you know, for, for for both physical and mental health for the kids, um, that they get back out onto the pitch as quickly as possible. That's it, and I suppose really another thing that uh, you, you know going to the Going to the local school and also going to going playing for yourself playing for UCD or, or their local sides is it, it gives structure to their lives as well, which is vitally important for their for their mental health and well being, and uh, you, you know that that's that's what they need as well. But I suppose the fact that you're you know you're a university, um, you know when those kids get older, then there's the pathway where, you know, to get into the first team, uh, you know, when they stay with UCD that they can actually. There's usually scholarships there, you know, for when when they get into the first team, you know, so that they'll be able to play for the team, and they'll also get uh, they'll also be able to do a course as well. So there's scholarships available then to players as well, isn't there? Oh, it's massive! It's massive. Be uh, just before, I'd, not long before, I'd, I'd moved from Cherry Orchard, and the director of football um, was Aaron Callahan, who was who was first team manager at, at UCD, you know, at a point and. It was only I was sitting down having a conversation with Aaron one evening in the in the clubhouse, and he was telling me about some of the players. Now, obviously, you know, you know when you kind of trawl back and, and think the players that have come through UCD, um, you know, it's 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 a breed, it's been a breeding ground for talent for the league for the last you know fifteen twenty years. Like he was naming players that he he'd been with there, the likes of Greg Bulger and Ronan Finn and and players like that, and you know they've obviously. They've 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 gone on to carve out careers and very very good careers in the game for themselves here. But you know, there's also the as you as you pointed out, there's the there's the scholarship side to it as well. 
um, which which is massive. And, and as I've already said, it's you know education and, and, and football is 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 really they're the two mainstays for kids in in this country. If you if you talk to parents, you know. Uh, they'll all tell you my kid wants to be a footballer he wants to be a footballer and then education just naturally comes into the conversation you know they'll say if he doesn't make it as a footballer I'd like to have education you know I'd like to have him to have an education behind him so it's huge it's huge and obviously as I said as UCD being a being a college and, and a world renowned college you know it's 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 an excellent opportunity for you know 16, 17, 18 year old kids to not only go on and, and try carve out a career in the, in the game here or even even abroad, but you know it's it's that edu- it's that education standpoint as well that if if the football doesn't work out for them, you know that they've they've a, they've a very good grounding and a very good education pathway at the club. That's it, and of course you know UCD have all the, the facilities to help kids in a in a wide variety of areas, but also um you you know the but the, the I think um. And I've seen it as well. Like the League of Ireland has an underage structure now as well. Uh, you know, most of the League of Ireland senior club, the senior part of the club, they have uh, underage teams. I suppose Shamrock Rovers will be one of them. You know, a few others, a few others now that they've uh, some great. It's a, it's uh, the underage leagues is nearly as, uh, is nearly very, nearly as interesting, if not more interesting, at senior level because at that level you're at the underage level League of Ireland. You're kind of seeing the, the the future of the League of Ireland, really, as regards the players that the future of League of Ireland players coming through. You know, the players that are coming through at underage level. I mean, we've seen the work now that has that Damien Duff has done. You know, he he achieved a lot at uh, club level over here, and then he went over to Chelsea and many other clubs, and then he played for Ireland. So he has that he had that wealth of experience, but he never forgot the League of Ireland. He came back and. He he played a huge part in the Shamrock Rovers um, academy as well. Um, so you know that 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 is the future of the League of Ireland, really. And it's interesting to see the players coming through. And I suppose feeding into that, though, from from another point of view, I was talking to Luke McQuillan. He's with uh, Drogheda United. Uh, he's in the social media section, and I, I do a podcast with him every week. And uh, we were at, we were discussing the other day. You 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 probably know a lot about this as well is the Kennedy Cup tournament that's on every year uh, down in um, UL. It's it's a great source for League of Ireland clubs as well to bring them those players that, that are good enough, you know, call them for trials or bring them to train to train with them or that. It's 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 a good source. It's a good source for League of Ireland clubs to have a look at have a look at those players and maybe bring sign them sign them for the the underage team at League of Ireland clubs. Yeah, no, it's it's brilliant. I've been down a few times um, down to the campus to watch the Kennedy Cup, and it's brilliant. It's I think it's brilliant for the especially for the, the the clubs outside of Dublin because a lot of the a lot of the Dublin clubs will get their their talent from from schoolboy Dublin clubs. So you know you've got obviously you've got a lot of kind of well renowned clubs out there in Dublin for for producing players. So. I think it's it's an excellent um, it's an excellent opportunity for for kids in in other regions to to showcase their talents in 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 a kind of a prestigious tournament and obviously there's there's, there's kids that have played in it that a lot of kids that have played in it that have gone on to do you know really really good things and and just uh, you touched on there um, about the underage structure you know being as interesting if not more I think obviously that depends on on where the individual on on where the individual's interest lies but I, I think. 
you know, I, I think it's I think we're very lucky to have you know somebody like a Damien Duff here passing on experience and you know like the shell the Shelbourne under 17s who he's currently with. Um, I mean, he was obviously with the the, the Republic of Ireland senior team up until recently, and you know, I'd love to think I'd love to to as a 17 year old be able to say, well. If there's a, a Republic of Ireland senior coach coaching me, you know, I listen here, you know, and you know you're getting very good you get very good information. And it's the same across other clubs. Like you've got obviously you've got Shane Robinson over with, with Shamrock Rovers and, and Jer O'Brien with, with St. Pat's and and these lads have have excellent, excellent knowledge of the game. They've, you know, through playing and they've played at the top level here. And you know, I, I think it's brilliant that 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 people like that are are sharing their knowledge with, with kids and obviously with the coaches that they they have within their club. So I think if we can if we can make look, we're not I don't think we're there fully with the in terms of the, the link ups with clubs and and stuff like that between the National League and school with clubs. I think we still have a couple of improvements to make there. But you know, there's three people that I've mentioned that, you know, how could you not learn from those people? You know, and and, and I I I think yeah. it's I think we're very lucky to have you know, oh, look, I'm not saying people that have, have played the game are always, you know, it, it doesn't guarantee a success. Um, but it, it, it does guarantee that, you know, they know exactly how players feel because they've been in, they've been in those, those shoes before. So, yeah, I think, look, I think I, I don't know too much about it outside of Dublin. Um, I'm probably a bit naive in, in, in that sense, but, I, th- I think in, in Dublin here we've got I know Alan Caffrey left Kevin's there recently he's after taking the I think it's the technical director job at, at, at Shelbourne great signing for them he's, he's been brilliant with Kevin's and yeah I think we've got really good people you know in good positions in, in this country and we're lucky to have most of them That's it and I suppose really in, in fairness uh, to yourself and your backroom staff we, we, we might uh, include them as well in the, in the, uh, in the conversation as well yeah. It is very frustrating for you because I mean you see the lads are doing their their uh, Zoom coaching and, and this that and other, but you know it's very fr- that you can't get the players in a group and do group training and maybe have a a training match. Uh, you know things that are normal part of a training a training regime because I suppose because of all this you probably have when you do go back you probably have little very little time only a couple of weeks. To get the lads together to do training matches, to have a few friendlies before the real stuff, the the, the actual season starts. So it's kind of until you see the lads on the pitch, even in a training situation, in a training match, or even in a friendly, it'll be very hard for you to say, "Oh well, you know, the, this lad is the best lad in that position or the, the other position." You know, it's uh, it's kind of it's it's nearly as frustrating for you and your backroom staff as it is for the players as well. It's a challenge for you. hundred percent, and obviously mainly due to the fact that we've never experienced anything like this before. It's not as if we can we can make a reference to something that's happened in the past, or you know, we we've obviously we have kind of you know off seasons and stuff like that. But it, I think the hardest thing I have found. Um, is is trying to find that balance. It's it's trying to find that balance between because at the start, you know, we were doing maybe four or five Zoom calls a week, and and then we were just getting kids, you know, starting to, you know, there was there was little injuries happening here and there, and there was kids just just finding it difficult to 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 get motivation. And and look, you've got to you've got to as coaches, we've got to understand that, 
um, that some kids are just going, you know, five Zoom classes a week is difficult, and we're but we're trying to find that balance. So, you know, this week in our schedule, we, we've two, we've only the two, well, we, three Zoom classes. We had a, we done a quiz with them last night. We we've a mobility class when, with them this evening, and then there's a strength and conditioning call tomorrow evening, and it's kind of got to the point where it's like they're nearly even as coaches. It's the highlight of our week. We can't wait to see the boys and, you know, they're looking forward to seeing each other. And But it's very difficult to try and create any type of, you know, environment or or culture within the team, you know, like while, while we're doing it over Zoom. Um, and, and as for for pre-season like yeah you would love to get them in we have we have sessions kind of you know ready to go in terms of having them in pods and and splitting them up into into different groups and stuff like that so from a preparation point of view i don't think there's any probably any more we could do um we're probably at the stage now where we're looking at it going there's what we have planned how can we make it better? And it's obviously, it's good from that point of view because you're always looking at it and you're always trying to improve things. Um, but yeah, of course, look, we'd love to get them back in as, as quick as possible. As on, look, It's the same for whether it's 14s, 15s, 17s or 19s. I've got, I've got friends that coach at every different age group and, you know, they're all, they're all the same. They all just want to get back and, and get the boys in, in as a group. That's it, and I suppose really from uh, I think it's only fair now that there's, there's yourself uh, as as a coach, but uh, I'm sure you, you have a good backroom team. So I suppose we'll uh, we'll include them now as well. If you could tell us a bit more about your your backroom team, and uh, you know because I, I suppose that the backroom team is part of what what makes the the team tick as regards preparations in in various areas. Because there's so many areas of preparation. There's there's obviously as you said strength and conditioning, but then there's also the tactical side. Um, I suppose spatial. Where there's so many things, what, what player fits in better, and of course, you know the philosophy or the way the way you as a coach want to, want the team to play as well. There's all those kind of things as well. So I suppose you, you have to have, you you have a backroom team for all all those aspects. So could you take us through uh, your backroom team? Yeah. So well? it's I think for me anyway, it's it's been it's been the learning from it. Um, we we've we've got six coaches on the staff, and and I've never I've never worked with it with a coaching staff that size. And you know, I thought at the start oh, this this could be difficult to to work with to navigate with. How do I manage them? But it's been brilliant. Like we, you know, so we've got Danny Carney. Um, is is in as goalkeeper coach. I worked with Danny for a couple of years at Cherry Orchard, and you know, he's a young coach. Um, Danny's twenty one. Um, he's just been accepted onto his uh, goalkeeper B license, um. So, so he's you know that's that's kind of his area. I try, I don't interfere with him. I let him do his work with, with our goalkeepers. Um, we've got the Lapo Lawal, um, again who who I would have done my UEFA B license with, and worked with him at Cherry Orchard, again for for the past two two or three years before I moved on, um. The Lapo would would kind of be an expert in the strength and conditioning field. So again, all those strength and conditioning calls, stuff like that. You know, the, the fitness side of preseason would be would be left to himself. Um, then we've my best friend um, would be the St. Pat's under a coach of St. Pat's under 19s. Um, and we've taken in his younger brother, um, Ian Cully. He is 19. 
Um, he's coaching. He's doing a bit of coaching over with Stella Maris, but he's been like, I just got a phone call off Noel, and Noel said, "Look, Terry, I think I think Ian, you know, he might be decent for you. He's looking to learn. He's eager. He's hungry to learn as a coach, and we've taken him in, and he's he's just been brilliant. I have to say, for a nineteen-year-old, um, he's been excellent. Just coming forward with ideas and how he wants, how he likes to see his teams playing, pressing. You know, it's 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 he's actually been brilliant for us." Um, and then we have um, Hussein, El Hussein Hassan, who was one of the coaches with our 15s, with UCD's 15s last year. So he, he's remained in the club. He's come in with us. Um, Hussein, Hussein does all the mobility work with the boys. Um, and, and, and he's been working with the attackers over the last couple of weeks. So he, he's been excellent for us. Again, I didn't know him. I didn't know Hussein up until recently. Um, but a really good fella. You know, really learning off these boys. It's it's been brilliant for me. And then, um, Eddie Serbu uh, has come in from the 15s as well. He would have been he would have been with our 15s set up last year. Um, and again, just coming forward with ideas. He's been working with the midfielders. Um, and it's as I said, for me, it's just been the learning. It's been the learning from it because before coming into UCD, I always probably would have worked with one other coach. Um, or 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 alone and. You know, it's it's been brilliant for me because you get an email, just you know, you might just get a random email off one of the coaches saying, Terry, what do you think of this? Um and it's been and it's it's been brilliant. Yeah. If for me anyway, for me as a learning tool to have all these different ideas coming in, they're probably making me look good. That's it, because I suppose that that's the good that's the I suppose that, that shows what you're like as a coach, the fact that you have your own ideas, but you know if someone else has an idea, they obviously feel that you're an approachable guy that they can that they can bounce ideas off you and see what you think of them. And because I suppose that that's the key about having different coaches with you as well. They might think of something that you haven't thought of, or you might think of something that they haven't thought of. And of course, that's the the nature of uh, of coaching as well. You you'll never always agree with each other but I, I think that's kind of a healthy thing as well because it just goes to show that you're you when you all come together it's all about you know for the good of the team and to have different ideas um you know that that everyone has different because I suppose that's key from game to game as well depending on who you're playing who, who you're playing against but I suppose really as well from from your own point of view what's your philosophy or your style of football that you're hoping to get the lads to play um... I think just touching on the you know on the coaches, I think it's important that it's important that you know you're challenged. You know, I think it's important that 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 everybody challenges each other. Like you know, um, I got an email from Hussein the other day, and it was just to Terry, look, if we come up against this team that play this way, what do you think of this? And it probably would have been something that I I, ne- I never would have thought of, um. You know, and but those suggestions yeah. and 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 as you said, like you have to you have to be approachable. Um, as uh, in my opinion, I'm I'm not yeah. saying you know everybody everybody's the same, but for me, you have to be approachable. You have to be willing to to open up and and even with Ian, like Ian is is probably only coaching a year. Um, but some some of his ideas have been incredible. You know, his his presentations and stuff like that that he sent over and he's presented to to us as coaches and. Even the other coaches are saying to me, some of the stuff is brilliant, you know, for a 19-year-old. Um, in terms of how I 
how I like my teams to play. Um, to be honest with you, Aiden, fairly, fairly, fairly basic. Um, I think I think if you do the basics right as a kid, um, I think you, you've you've a decent chance. Obviously, you've got to have the ability and you've got to have the attitude, and we all know that. You know the cliches of what you need to to so called make it. Um, but I, I like my teams to try keep the ball um, as much as possible. I like to probably play. I've been told by a couple of people that the way I like to play is probably a little bit risky. Um, I like to suck teams in, in, in into my defensive tour and and try pick holes in behind and, and stuff like that. And but in terms of in terms of how I like them to play, like it, it, again, as you go back to it, depends on who you're playing against. You know, it depends on who you're playing against. But I, I yeah. wouldn't be one now to kind of I've seen teams do it in the past at, at 15s, 14s, 15s, 16s, where they sit on the halfway line and, and, and wait to counter. Look, you might get a win out of it. You know, you might get a result out of it where you're playing against a team who who have better players than you, and you might. You might nick a one nil, but in the grand scheme of things, how important is that one nil? Probably not too important in my opinion. I think we're still at a development age with these kids and again it might sound like a cliche, but you know, any player that's played for me will tell you I, I absolutely hammer home that it's performance over results and there's a reason why the, the result is at the end of the game because it's probably the least important thing at that age. So it's for me it's all it's, it's all about performance for me at, at that age. Now, look, if I was if I was at nineteens, you know, it would probably be different. I know if I was if I was coaching fourth team level, it would be different because obviously results dictate your position as a as a head coach or as a manager. But for me at fourteens, it's it's more about can we you know we've got eighteen kids there this season. How many of those can we get up into the fifteens? Would you know that's that's our goal and. I think if we play 15 games, 20 games this coming season and, you know, we win 19, but we win 19 by going long or sitting on the halfway line, are we really teaching the kids? You know, probably not. Um, so I'm probably like most of the coaches, um, Aiden, where, you know, I don't think there's any coach who's going to come onto your podcast and tell you that they like to get the ball at the back and hit it up into the channels to the striker. You know, every, every coach will tell you they like to get the ball down and play. Yeah. So, um yeah, look, we put, we put, we have, we have kind of basic principles where, you know, I would be big on the weight of pass. I don't like under hit passes. That's something that we drill into them. Um, but yeah, look at getting the ball down and playing and, and being brave on the ball and in, in, in difficult areas and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, probably possession based football, I suppose, is probably the simplest answer I could give you. That's it, and I think at most at most clubs now as well. That uh, another important uh, facet of any of any club is the ladies' side of it. How do you see the um, the ladies' side of the game at UCD and the, the teams? Uh, what's your thoughts on that, or have you had a t- chance to have a look at uh, the ladies' teams and the players? And to be honest with you, like? Aiden, I won't lie. No, because as I said, since it's been difficult because since I've come into to UCD, like I came into UCD on the the 18th of July um, and you could probably count on one hand the amount of training sessions that you know when I when I when I joined in July the 13s and 15s leagues were still ongoing um, and all I was doing really was going and, and watching training sessions and then you know when when the when 
the leagues finished and the 14s and 15s came into effect I think I think we've had we've had five training sessions um, with the team so into but as, as yeah. for the women's side of it um, it seems to be growing and, and, and rightly so um, you know obviously UCD the the the, the, DL, the DLR waves um, are, are, are probably one of the more prominent teams in the country uh, but I, uh, to be honest with you I wouldn't um, uh, there's no point in me talking too much or going into detail about it because I, I wouldn't know a massive amount um about the women's side of things. That's it. Well, listen, thanks very much for uh, doing the doing the the UCD uh, fans pe- podcast. And we I appreciate your time. You thanks for having me on, Aidan. Take care. No problem. Thanks very much. And that's Terry Carroll, um, a coach 